enjoy this flyover clip. On tonight's show, we have a reporter from the Christian Post. Welcome to the show, Brandon Showalter. Yay! Welcome. Thank, thank you, David and Stacy. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, it is great to see you. So we went through ministry school together, so it's great to have you on the show. It's my honor. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, I want to kind of jump right into it. Tell people a little bit about, about your uh, sort of focus in your in your writing, in your work, and the kind of parts of the world that you're shining light on. And then we want to jump to a, a tweet of yours that's kind of going viral right now and kind of have you break that down for our listeners tonight. Sure. Well, I first started at the Christian Post in the summer of 2016. Interestingly enough, my first day on the job was the day after the Pulse nightclub shooting in Orlando, the very next day. And so I was thrown into covering a lot of really hot topic, touchy issues. A lot of my journalistic work has been around sort of doing theological explainers when things are happening. I sort of have done some future stories to that end where I go really in depth with issues. I've also tackled a number of bioethics issues. subjects, uh, euthanasia, assisted suicide, Mm. some of the assisted reproduction, Mm. surrogacy, some right to life stuff, but sort of the the real, I like bioethics. I actually, I'm in graduate school now and took a bioethics course last semester, which is really interesting. But I often like to say that soon after I got started doing full-time reporting, I fell down the gender rabbit hole and I found out what was happening, not only in the media, but in the medical establishment with how they were doing this chemical and surgical transing to children with drugs and surgeries. And I like to say that something inside me kind of snapped that day. And my editors, thank God, have been wonderful. They said, you want to make this one of your regular beats, just go after it, we'll support you. And they've been great. And so it's been about a four or five year journey of really tackling that subject and learning a lot and interacting with families who've been affected and taking a very medical ethics lens, but also bringing the gospel to bear on those issues, um, what I found has been truly devastating and horrifying, and I think we're currently living through one of the greatest medical scandals of all times. Um, and it's especially bad because it's affecting young children. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. It's a sad situation that's going on right now. Now, you had a tweet today that has gone viral. Uh, let's talk about that. Yes. Well, today there was actually a panel uh, at a think tank here in town where Uh, It was a bunch of mothers who were on this panel, and they were focused on trying to get this radical craziness, this gender ideology that's so inculcated our schools in, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-bullying lessons. And it's really, but it's throughout all sorts of subjects, the way this stuff is insidiously woven in. Uh, But there were three moms, uh, they all had different angles and experiences with this, but one of the mothers was... It was absolutely devastating. I was just weeping on the metro on the way home, and I just figured, well, I'll tweet about it. Um, So I'll just go ahead and read the the tweet. Yes, it's kind of going more viral than any others I've tweeted, but my following on Twitter isn't all that huge. But I'll just say, I'm gutted. I'll tell you, I'm gutted. I just met a mom originally from El Salvador whose teen daughter got sucked into the gender madness in California. Mom did everything she could to help her daughter. And... The school, the medical establishment, the Department of Social Services undermined her at every turn, went so far as to remove custody. Naturally, they pulled the, if you don't support your child and allow them to medicalize, they'll kill themselves card. Mm. Now separated from her mom, the cross-sex hormones kicked in, but of course didn't alleviate her daughter's distress. The daughter wound up taking her own life by throwing herself in front of a train 
near Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. The anguished mom had to get a phone call from the cops and just to clarify, I'm not exactly sure how this all happened. It was she had an accent and she was clearly in anguish as she was telling this, but she found out that the authorities had to pick up the pieces of her daughter's shattered body on the train tracks. And the mom was in such agony that she, she says it now hurts to breathe. The torment in this mom's eye, yeah, the torment in this mom's eyes will haunt me for a while. I could barely hold the tears back on the metro on the way home. To those of you hesitant to raise your voice on this insanity, what are you waiting for? Man, and that that, let me so tell you, D- David and Stacy, that that I have interacted with. I've lost count of how many families who have stories that some of them are not quite as bad, but they get pretty close. I know another another mother whose daughter was groomed into this kind of thing at a gay straight alliance club and I believe Arizona. She went to Oregon as a minor, legally changed her name and le- and legal gender in court, and the state paid for her to have a double mastectomy, having her entire reproductive system cut out, and even have a phalloplasty, which is where they surgically desleeve flesh from the forearm to make a fake penis oh. all uh, some of that was done while she was a minor some of that was when i think she was 20 or 21 i've seen pictures of this girl we are slicing and dicing and sterilizing children it's monstrous what's going on in our healthcare system these days it it's is. just it's unbelievable it's and you so wouldn't sad. know you wouldn't know unless you read the christian post or the federalist or a few other publications the mainstream media is not only complicit they're promoting it well it's, it's only right. ever ever presented in a very uh, very positive only a, a promotional mm-hmm. you know kind of way but here's what's interesting to me is in a, in a culture where i believe in most states most areas most counties you have to be you have to have parental consent uh to get a tattoo if you're under 18 um mm-hmm. you know because of the permanence of it and the, and the levity of of having a mark on your skin that that is hard to remove right. but it's still removable but hard to remove um where does informed consent come into this picture? Because it seems like a very big decision at a stage in life that, that we don't allow uh, someone to go buy alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, we wouldn't allow them to go to war under the age of 18 and carry a, a, a weapon. Jump um, out of an airplane without a parent's consent. They wouldn't be able to watch videos online at, 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 yeah. at these ages about the procedures taking place, but yet state funded taxpayer funded and, and, our education system indoctrination all in alignment opposite of everything that I just said. How, how, how does that, how does that come together? Well, you've explained it very well. And the manipulation that goes on in this particular area is just off the charts insane because what they will say is that if a child is not allowed to do this, what that child will then do is take their lives via suicide. And so they use fear to scare parents and make them think that not only is the child capable of giving consent, informed consent, and that is a a phrase that is just so tortured. And there are states, I believe, on on the West Coast now where they've they've lowered the age of majority. I think in the state of Oregon, a girl could walk into a gender clinic at age 15 and walk out within an hour with a prescription for testosterone. And all the other examples like tattoos, driving, alcohol, you know, using a gun, Mm -hmm. serving in the military or voting, It's just insane when you realize that somehow with this, all of those standards just go out the window. Mm -hmm. Uh, And obviously, I have as a Christian, I see just some good old fashioned spiritual warfare at work there. This is just the Satan's war against the human body, against the image of God, against children. I mean, he's just ruthless. So there's that. But there's a lot of money to be made if, you know, the medical industrial establishment can uh, get a child medicalized for life because these drugs, these mm-hmm. hormones will require ongoing 
you know, medicalization, you're talking about being a lifelong medical patient. And so there's a big income stream for people who wow. have an interest in, you know, making people right. sick. And I mean, it's just, it's just so it's not, it really does sound so crazy. When I talk to people about this, it sounds so outlandish and thinking they would think, oh, there's got to be safety protocols and screenings and mental health, you know, problems. It, the, those standards, all biomedical ethical standards have gone the way of the dodo bird. It's insane how captured the medical establishment has become with this ideology in particular, and children are its foremost victims. So I don't even know, like to answer your question, why is it, why is all these other standards in place in every other area where you would expect there to be, mm-hmm. you know, sense, sensible, mm-hmm. <laughs> sensible mm-hmm. limits? It's, it's mind blowing, but it's just raw evil. And it's yep. just the exploitation of uh, some of the most vulnerable, because a lot of these children that are roped into this too are already struggling with mm-hmm. uh, autism and mental health problems, and some of them are really socially anxious and struggling. Uh, so these are already vulnerable young people, and they're being further victimized by people that suppo- are supposed to help them. When we come back from the break, we're going to actually talk about sports and transgenders and sports. There's been some big things that have come through in this last few months that we want to talk mm-hmm. about, so stick with us. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. Men and women are biologically different. Saying this is controversial in 2022 because a part of the country's gone mad. On average, men are bigger, we're stronger, we have testosterone coursing through our veins. We have a competitive physical advantage over women courtesy of our chemical makeup. So it's simply unfair for men and women to compete against each other athletically in officially sanctioned events. Don't believe me? This is MMA fighter Alana McLaughlin straight up pummeling her competition in the octagon. And this is her when she was a man. Listen, I love sports and I understand why a transgender woman would want to compete in them. But I also understand why her competition, biological women, would have a problem with that. They're at a disadvantage and it hurts their chance of winning championships, scholarships, meddling at the Olympics or just enjoying the fair spirit of the game. So what is the solution at 5 p.m. today? South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem signed a bill to limit collegiate and K-12 through athletes to the sex given on their birth certificate. The bill is the strongest in the nation so far for protecting women's sports. This is about fairness. This is about making sure that our girls have a chance to be successful and to compete, to win scholarships, potentially go on and play professional sports beyond that. We want them to have the opportunity. Joining me now, Governor Christine Noem. All right, so Governor, if we decide to move to South Dakota and I bring my twin girls who are 10 years old, you're saying 
And I might do this for tax purposes anyway. So you're saying that they would never have to compete against a biologically born man if that person has an M on their birth certificate. It is true that your girls will have a level playing field. They'll get the chance to compete only against other biological females as reflected on their birth certificate because we want them to have a chance to be successful. We recognize there's a lot of different competitions such as academic, debate, speech, that your biological sex isn't that much of a factor, but it is when it comes to sports. And here in South Dakota in our K-12 system and at our college level, we're gonna ensure that those girls have a chance to compete. Is there any wiggle room here because there is some issues with the NCAA and sponsorships and boycotts? Is this thing airtight? It is. And what it does is it allows the girls that didn't make the team because a biological male made the team, it allows them the chance to go after litigation for the opportunity to play. It doesn't uh, create a trial lawyer's dream and uh, create a lot of new litigious opportunities, what it does is it says, listen, I want an opportunity to play, and it gives them the chance to challenge that school district to be a part of that team. Well, I think everybody knows how much I dislike trial lawyers and how much I love my daughters and uh, how much I want my daughters to win and, uh, and win in a fair way. And I think that's important. We want to compete and we want to compete fairly. So hopefully uh, what you've done there in South Dakota creates a fair and level playing field. And People should applaud you for that. Thank you so much, well, Governor. Thank you, Jesse. Appreciate, appreciate you having me on. Okay, so that's interesting. This video came out at the beginning of February, but now just a few days ago, the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, did a, basically the same thing, which is pretty exciting. I think there's a few other states that have followed suit as well. What's your thought on that, Brandon? Well, it's pretty good to see. And I believe that the sports issue is the place where when we talk about you know, transgenderism, gender identity, I always put that in air quotes. Yep. <laughs> when we have, whenever we're talking about that, sports is the issue where people see uh, the insanity of this in a very visible way. It's just, they can see the stark contrast of why this is just so wrong. Mm -hmm. uh, the only thing that I would just say about uh, Jesse Waters there, and I've seen this even on other conservative outlets, is that I think we need to stop even saying the word altogether, because I'll tell you what we do at the Christian Post we, don't, we are not going to overwrite the truth of biology and physiology with words that obfuscate. And so mm. there really isn't any such thing in any materially meaningful sense as a transgender woman. What mm. is that? We say transgender identifying because it is an identity construct, not a biological sex. That's Pronouns good. have always denoted the sex of the body. So, and there, what, what other kind of woman is there than a biological woman? It's redundant. So Amen. let's just say man and let's just say man and woman, male and female. Mm -hmm. Keep it simple. You know, this. I think part of the deception and the reason that the public has been so gaslit and that it's taken them this long to wake up. And sports is highlighting it now, thankfully. But is that that we've lent credence to this false language? Mm. It's been if if you can shape language, you can shape thought, and so you've sort of subverted. Uh, people's frame of reference by making people think that they have to use certain words and certain terms when really that's part of the deception. So I appreciate obviously that sports is waking people up to what's going on. And yes, it is grossly unfair, especially to women and girls. Title IX has been effectively gutted by this insane gender identity policy, but it looks like the tide is indeed turning. So 
Yes, I uh, it's, totally it's been agree. an area where we've been excited to report on it here. And I know many people from across the spectrum, Democrat and Republican alike, mm-hmm. are glad to see w- women's sports being fought for in state legislatures. And it's, it's important. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. Where do you see this going and trending? You've been watching this, looking at this closely for some time. Um, people were very scared to speak out early. It was kind of like the beginning early of, of you know, BLM riots. Mm-hmm. It's like everyone was like, right. oh, and they just step back out of fear. And then people slowly begin having conversations or just avoid it altogether and, and, and address the Marxism involved or something where people are terrified in our culture of being called a name. You don't want to be called a racist. You don't yeah. want to be called a homophobe. You don't want to you don't want to be called any kind of a name. You don't want it to hurt Nazi. your business. You don't mm-hmm. want to get doxxed. You don't want to get targeted. You don't want all of these bad things that can happen. You want media matters coming after you and, you know, all of these weaponizations of, of culture. Where do you see this trending? Do you see the church speaking up? Do you see media members being able to speak up? Do you, do you see this trending in a way that the conversations on the table, we can start to look at this objectively through a, a lens of common sense, if not maybe even possibly through a lens of, of spirituality and, 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 a, and, a, and a higher level? I do think it's trending in a good direction finally, but I just want to say to anybody who is hesitant, like I was saying in my tweet earlier, you have to be the one that speaks up. Mm-hmm. You can't depend on other people doing the hard work for you. I have been very disheartened to see so few, from my point of view, maybe there's more than I think, and I don't have the most accurate perspective in the world, though as a journalist, I'd like to think I have somewhat of a 30,000 foot sort of lens on the landscape. But it is trending in a good direction, but there are not near enough people who are willing to stand up and speak truthfully on this. And it's insane because of how much harm is happening in the meantime. So yes, I see with these ongoing sports bills, and I think with medical harms, there's going to be a reckoning with lawsuits against gender clinics and pharmaceutical companies and insurers that allowed this to happen. Some of that I'm already seeing the rumblings of. But you need to think, if you're in any way just sort of hesitant or thinking, I can't do this or I shouldn't do this, I have to protect myself or I don't want to be called a name, you just need to dump that fear and do it anyway. Because so much harm is being done. I can't underscore that enough because the carnage, and that's not putting it too strongly, that is piling up in my inbox of broken families and sterilized, maimed bodies, in in addition to all the sports stuff. I mean, it's just, there's so much. This is in every civic institution. It's in every area of culture. You need to speak out. So yes, I'm excited Mm -hmm. about where I see it trending, but please start using your voice against this because it is one of the greatest atrocities of all time. And that's not overstating it. It's Man. terrible what's happening to so many young people. It's, it's terrible. true. You know, God partners with us. I love that. Every time that you read in the Bible, it is a partnership between man and God. And uh, But God gave you something pretty cool uh, on Thanksgiving. As we wrap this up, the last minute, can you share that story with us? Yes. I was praying over Zoom with a couple of friends um, on a a board of directors meeting that we were just spending some time before we had our meeting going before the Lord. And I was distraught about, I think I had just heard from some parents whose daughters had gotten their breasts cut off and they were on testosterone. So they were sterilized. And it was just just getting to me. And I was just particularly depressed, even though I've been hanging on to hope pretty, pretty effectively. I've I've been encouraged in the Lord by some of the things that he's shown me and as I've been praying about it. But as we were praying together about this evil that's being perpetrated against so many young people and children, just 
as just as we stopped and just stopped to just wait on the Lord and listen, I I sensed that still small voice of the Holy Spirit say to me, specifically re- with regard to this, and maybe it has broader meaning too. But I heard Him say that the wicked will soon be dethroned. Mm. Now, now soon, <laughs> I don't know just when or the timetable exactly, but I didn't get the impression that it was years away. I'm thinking within the next several months, within the year. And how it will all look, how it will all transpire, I wouldn't presume to know. But I heard that as clear as I hear the Holy Spirit. And so I'm hanging on to that. And I was greatly encouraged in the Lord by that. And I, I can just sense it anyway. And there's yeah. the, the Lord loves children. And he takes great offense when you harm children. Mm-hmm. You know, he said stuff about millstones. And I think <laughs> if ever there was a case of what harming mm-hmm. children is, this is particularly grotesque harm to children. Mm-hmm. And so I'm believing that all of the spiritual wickedness that's driving this, the spirits of Baal and Molech and Jezebel, all that's driving this in high places, God is about to show up. And Amen. Love on. it. You can find Brandon's work at a christianpost.com. That's that's a place on Twitter. Uh, I think we've had that down here below a few times, but it's at Brandon M. Show. Brandon M. Show uh, on on Twitter and uh, down below in the links, there's going to be some direct links to take you directly to his writings specifically. So you don't have to sift through everything else. You can just get to his work specifically. Uh, Brandon, would love to have you come back. I know you got yes. big projects in the works that uh, are going to make a splash later this year, and, and we're excited to be a part of that and and to, to draw more attention to the work that you're doing. Your 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 ability to articulate and you've thought through very challenging uh, conversations and perspectives. You've done it in private. And in a way that uh, allows you to share them publicly in a way that people are kind of slow and wrestling with. So thank you for bringing that to the table. Thank you. And this is about the gospel. We, mm-hmm. we This is not a secondary or a tertiary issue. This is what God is breathing on in this hour. I'm confident of it. And so I'm very grateful for your time, David and Stacy. Really, thank you so much. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.